0: We were wrong, Palpatine is in Episode 9, Knights of Ren are back, that's exciting, and KOTOR being made into a film? All this and more on Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. If you're new to the show, how the show kind of works is we broadcast from a different planet, or I'm saying moon, that is in canon. Today, we are broadcasting from the moon of Jeddah, which this is news to me because I actually thought Jeddah was a planet. But I'm going to hand it over to our navigator, Jerry, aka Canon Junkie, who is going to tell us all about the moon of
1: Jeddah. Thanks, Shannon. Today, we're heading for bleak, beautiful Jeddah. A small desert moon, frosted by a permanent winter, Jeddah is the home to one of the first civilizations to explore the nature of the Force. At one time a world important to the Jedi Order, Jedha serves as a holy site for pilgrims from across the galaxy who seek spiritual guidance. During the Galactic Civil War, Rebel spies Cassian Andor, Jyn Erso, and K2SO visited the moon in an attempt to get rogue Rebel Cell leader Saw Gerrera to release an Imperial defector who had information about the Empire's rumored superweapon. During this excursion, the Empire tested their planet killer, the Death Star, on the moon destroying the Holy City. and and dooming the planet to a slow death. So let's head off to Sunny Jeddah. It has nine canon appearances, not including numerous mentions. Shannon, back to you.
0: Thanks for that, Jerry. And I am joined again by my wonderful co-pilot, Brian, how are you doing, buddy?
2: Doing great, glad to be here.
0: Uh, so we've got a lot to dive in. I will say I, I loved the look of Jeddah. Like, and, I, I, and I'm like you, I, I loved that kind of, this is where the Jedi, like, it's almost like Mecca for Jedis. Yeah. That's how I took it, kind of thing. I, it's this holy city for Jedis. Or now, I mean, now in that, obviously, Rogue One, Jedis are kind of gone now. But, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I, I liked that kind of concept. And I loved seeing the Guardian of the Wheels, so, and I loved Cherit Inway. And that he wasn't... I think he was the first time we met someone in the films that was strong with the Force that wasn't a Jedi. Yeah. Like, he was a guardian. But that was so cool. And, oh, his costume was awesome. And Donnie Yen is just amazing. And I love that street scene where he fights with the (laughs) stormtroopers. But... um, So, no, I I thought Jeddah was very cool. But, yeah, I did not realize that Jeddah is a moon. Like, I want to know sometimes how these planets, because I, you know, like I said, like the show we broadcast from a canon planet. I should start saying canon planet or moon, because I mean, we knew Endor. It was the yeah. forest moon of Endor. But yeah, now Jeddah is a moon. I'm like, what separates a planet and a moon? Because well, these clearly have atmospheres and things.
2: We, we did do one on Concordia as well with Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> oh, God, that's true. And I really haven't hitting our moons because yeah the planet is N A J. yeah that's insane but yeah I'll say what I liked in Rogue One which I thought was very cool was seeing the destruction of the Death Star from planet fall that was quite cool and even seeing like the explosion was so big that it was breaking the hemisphere and going into space I thought that was very cool
2: my my only thing was is that like and th- this is this is just more of a, a, a like a physics or if you want to say astrophysics kind of uh not qualm but the death mm. star got so close to the planet during that scene with the explosion where it looks like the explosion is actually going to hit the death star mm. that if the death star was that close wouldn't it get pulled into the planet
0: <laughs> well i guess maybe
2: I mean, no, I, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking, like it, it needs to be a significant distance away from that planet, or even the moon there, without, with it, so it doesn't get pulled into the moon. Yeah, be yeah, incredible. that's probably,
0: that's probably like yeah, like a perspective thing from the visual effects or something that unfortunately kind of ruined, <laughs> right, that look. But no, that's a very valid point. I do know they make a point, the Tarkin, that terrible CG. Sorry, ILM buddies, but CG Digi Double of Tark. And I know he says, we don't need a full demonstration. Like, they make a point of saying a line where you know it's not its full power. Because obviously, you know, a couple days later, they blow up Alderan. Right. Uh, so I, I, I wonder if they purposely did that to go, this is why it's not quite a thing. But I, I've never thought about that, but you have a very valid point. Well, Very
2: valid point. The the other thing is is that like w- when I was looking at this, I mean this this planet is a planet that is used for kyber crystals, like that's, oh, its, and that's I... its number one resource. And the thing yeah. is is that that's what they use to make like the light, like Jedi use to make their lightsabers. It's also um, what is it used for? Like the giant mega lasers that the Empire uses, not necessarily just for the Death Star, but for other things as well. And uh, my thing is, is that they don't need a. When he says you don't need a full demonstration, I'm wondering if that's because that the Kyber crystals are there, and then to make the Kyber crystals basically explode, they don't yeah. need as much power.
0: Maybe. And I just realized the the shot I'm thinking of, where you see the explosion, and it goes into the atmosphere. That's actually Scarif, not Jeddah.
2: Now that I think about it, that's scarif.
0: Yes, because it's it's um... because basically you see Cassian and Jin on the beach, and then I'm just think remembering as the as in, the editor and me. So they're Hulk, you know giving each other a hug, flashes to white, and then the next shot is from the the, the battle cruiser, the the calamari not calamari the mon. Kalimar, or whatever the you know Ab- Admiral Akbar's people
1: right. cruiser,
0: and them saying "Godspeed" kind of thing. Oh, I don't know. Oh God, it's gonna bug me. But I'm I'm pretty sure you see it that explosion. And I'm as I'm also remembering the music. So actually, I think that shot. It's it's uh, Scara, but it was still cool from the ground to see. Basically, I love that. K2SO is like, there's no horizon <laughs> because it's just just coming at them. Alan Tudyk was so perfect
1: for that. <laughs> oh my
0: god. He was perfect. I have to say, the new droids, the, the talking ones, I mean, they all talk, but the ones where we can understand them. So, Phoebe, I forget her name, but she's a British comedian here. And I think it's Phoebe Weller, but I'm, I'm not 100%. And Alan Tudyk, they both were perfect. Perfect perfect yes. casting for that sass kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So, Alan, Alan Tudick was great. But, um, no, I just, I like Jeddah. I thought it was a very cool tie-in because I guess, obviously, with Rogue One, we weren't getting kind of the Big Mac of the Star Wars films, and that's the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. So, I liked that. Thing. We kind of got, you know, the McChicken by getting Jeddah. <laughs> there you go, ladies and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Jeddah is the McChicken of planets. Uh, it has <laughs> it has its Star Wars, Jedi, you know, kyber crystals, but you just don't see Jedi. But uh, yeah, no. I thought it was very cool, but no, I thought since that's where we are broadcasting from today, thought I would get your thoughts on Jeddah and what you thought
2: and well, things. The other thing is is that the Galactic Empire did take control of them. So if there were Jedi, which apparently the Jedi left before the um, mm. Empire even got there, yeah. And well, this is this
0: is, this is why I view it as like a mecca. They don't live there. It's like kind of like a almost like a pilgrimage. But sorry, continue.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean it, it is. Yeah, it is. It is a pilgrimage, like for a holy site. But the thing is, is like to actually try and go there while the Empire is. Harvesting kyber crystals—that yeah. would be uh, a very dangerous, uh, dangerous pilgrimage. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, when I heard that, like the planet was kyber crystals, I was like, "That's it! Oh my god! The Death Star is a giant kyber crystal. How freaking cool is that? That makes sense." And sure enough, that's the direction they went. Yep. That was one—that sp- was one speculation I actually got right. Yep. So and oh of course we love the darth vader scene at the end that they added very last minute
2: that was amazing that was that was really
1: good
0: so it's funny a little bit of housekeeping first because bless you it's kind of we've been kind of away from the ship for a while because of life and things but last time we spoke we were very adamant that palpatine Wasn't coming back. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, obviously the teaser trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, or Tros, as I like to call it, because that's its initials and things. Uh, yeah, we heard the cackle around the world. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you heard that?
2: I was like, I was like, oh my God. But, you know, it was really funny. I was actually talking with one of my buddies online about, um, About uh, like different Star Wars stuff. He lives in um, uh, Kuala Lumpur, and oh, okay, wow, yeah, Malaysia, yeah, yeah. He's a huge Star Wars fan, and we we was joking around. He's like, yeah, if you want to, because he's kind of a dark side fan, so he was saying he was saying that yeah, if uh, you want to, uh, you 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 want to beat the odds and cheat death, uh, you need to come to the dark side. Because he he was pointing out like. like Vader and uh, yeah. what is it, Sidious, <laughs> and Darth much. Maul. And I was like, Yeah, unless you're searching for eternal life, then you die. Yes. Because <laughs> Darth Plagueis.
0: Yep, Darth Plagueis.
2: He was, he was the he was the one that was searching for eternal life, but ended up being killed.
0: Yes. And well. And not coming back. Have you heard the interesting theory about that? No, I haven't. So. Well, a guy at work, Elliot, which I'm not sure if this is his own, but I've kind of heard something similar, so he might have just also heard it. But um, basically, Plagueis has it's think. I mean, look, think about the root name, plague, mm-hmm. and like H- parasite. Basically, Darth Plagueis finds a host, so they. That's why the Sith are encouraging, strike me down, strike me down, strike me down. And it goes from person to person. So Darth Plagueis went from, I'm not paraphrasing this very well, but like the theory goes, Darth Plagueis then went to Palpatine and then that's why Palpatine was so adamant to have, you know, Anakin do it. And then when he basically saw Luke and was like, oh, I want the younger model. That's why he was so attack me, attack me, attack me. And the theory goes that maybe even Darth Vader realized what Palpatine was up to and that's why he stopped Luke because he's like I don't want you to become the next kind of Sith Lord kind of thing so I'm wondering I really am not doing this theory justice I'm so sorry but yeah it's almost like a host kind of like not quite a um...
2: like it's almost like a possession
0: thank you that was the word I was looking for possession Yes. Well, this this kinda... also
2: makes really for a really interesting theory because Darth Vader doesn't actually strike him down; he actually just throws him over an edge.
0: Well, that's true, I and mean, yeah, and this is the thing. But I guess apparently in the comics, there where it was like there was a moment, uh, a Darth moment, or I don't know if it was he was Darth moment or just moment that was the Sith Lord that then basically haunted this helmet, and then Darth Vader put the helmet on. And that's how he got kind of possessed and that's how the castle of mustafar came to be and this is in yeah and this and this is in a canon comic that came out recently and so this has really made me kind of think what if palpatine has been in it from the beginning you know we have kylo ren staring at this helmet saying show me again you know grandfather Call to the dark or whatever. I mean, Anakin got redeemed. Like, why would he tell his grandson to show him the dark unless it's actually been Palpatine posing as Anakin? Because I mean, you know, he Ben's not gonna know what his grandfather sounded like.
1: Exactly. And things. Yeah. So,
0: so what if you know? And that would be cool to then have that kind of tie in on things. But I, it was funny. I'll admit, Palpatine is not my favorite character he's certainly not my favorite character in the game battlefront 2 like just lightning there's no laugh but even i when i heard that laugh was like oh we're going there oh crap
1: well i mean
2: <laughs> but i what i was going to say the other thing is is that that's also a good thing that you don't like him because that's what the probably what like jj abrams wants yeah. he doesn't want you to like him at all he yeah. doesn't want him to have any redeeming qualities
0: no, no, that's true. But I mean, it just, I guess I wasn't like, in terms of like, oh, I really want to see him back. Like, I'm happy to see Lando again and things like that. But um, it, it was just kind of like a, oh, okay, we are going there. But I, I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, okay. In case of emergency, break glass, you know? And it's like, just bring Palpatine in it. Like, I do think there is a very good way in the literary sense that, it could work because I also feel this is how we're going to basically get the ultimate team up because my theory is and I'd love to hear what you think is I think Ben goes back to his knights now that he is supreme leader he's going to need his own praetorian like guard so who better than the knights of Ren and we have Rey and kind of her band of married men that you know they're fighting each other but then they almost kind of need to put their differences aside to find a fight a greater evil. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen on a thing. So, thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, from talking with that other, that buddy of mine that's in, in, uh, what is it, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia? Yeah. He, he, he's saying that, like, Star Wars is in essence a space opera. Hmm. And being a space opera, that there there are dis- two distinct sides of good and evil, mm-hmm. and very rarely in this kind of op- operatic um, uh, scene do you see both sides come together. Right, and it's not it's not that I'm not saying that they can't come together or they won't come together, just the the stylization mm-hmm. would would it would. It would be a weird twist if they did come together.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had that a little bit. I think that's why I absolutely love that Praetorian guard scene fight in The Last Jedi, because I was not expecting that, like, to be mm-hmm. like, oh, and when they, especially that, that shot, when they went back to back, and I was just like, oh, my God. It was like a little kid in a candy shop. I was just like, oh, my God. But,
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, there's there's a few there's a few things that I, I've seen like online with some certain reviews and stuff where people on the dark side have this glinting moment of going back to the light side like doing something yeah. that would turn them and then ultimately like there there's more stories than not of them having this fleeting moment and all of a sudden them pushing them over the edge of the dark side.
0: No, and this this is very true, and that's why I mean. I, I'm definitely going in with this one too with a very kind of open mind. Um, you know, I think it's interesting because I, I very much hear some people who are like, they don't want Ben Solo to be redeemed because that's. Some people find that very predictable and not a strong choice. When I'm thinking, but they've been kind of doing that from the beginning. Like, they taught their scenes about him as a toddler. With Lando Calrissian in the book, the La- you know last shot. I mean, they there's so much backstory has been given about a character to show his human, you know, his humanity, unlike Vader, which like Vader, man, he was the bad guy. Very much more like you were just saying that space opera, to where this you're you're seeing his inner struggle in several films. Like you didn't see. That's why the Vader reversal is a big deal in the original trilogy because Vader was like, nope, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad. Oh my god, he turned on the Emperor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, I also can understand him not being redeemed. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm, But I'm going in like just with an open mind and I'm just happy that the Knights of Ren are in it. I'm so happy with that. Like... I really loved how they introduced him. I also have a theory that the, I guess, the force flashback or whatever we want to call it in The Last Jedi. Force dreams. <laughs> yeah, or, or some people are saying force back or something like that. I think that that section is actually a premonition
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's very interesting. I have to see, I watched the trailer, the, the teaser for the rise of skywalker which i'm sorry that title is a mouthful <laughs> episode nine <laughs> when kylo red body slams this guy um vanity fair accidentally slipped i don't know if it's, i hope it's not true saying oh kylo ren fighting the knights of ren i don't know if that was an accident or they accidentally let something slip but i was watching it and the guy he's body slamming is in the exact same armor as the guy in the, like, a few frames later. Uh, so he's definitely not one of the Knights of Ren now that we've got those beautiful Vanity Fair photos. So I don't think he's attacking them. However, the helmet is very similar to the guy that he kills in this premonition, this force back or whatever, in The Last Jedi to protect Rey. And I don't know. I think it would be kind of cool to almost see that where you're like, oh, shit, she saw this coming. So you saw the past and the future? Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, because like even like she says, when we touched hands, I saw his future. You know, just the shape of it, but it was solid and clear. That it's like maybe that's I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah, <laughs> I'm in speculation nation right now. But yeah, did you did you uh, see those Vanity Fair photos? Yes, I did. What did you think?
2: Uh, it's it, it's hard to say because like. It's really funny. Like the the concept art for the Knights of Ren was supposed to be based off of the failed designs of Kylo Ren. Correct. So, it's it's tough to say because like the the scene goes by so quickly, and it's really hard to tell if that's like one of those those stylized looks that they mm. used because it's kind of just a hit, a slam, hits the ground, and then scene change. Yeah, so it, uh, you can't tell whether it's somebody in a cloak, or if it's, <laughs> or it's really hard. It's really hard to tell who exactly Kyle Ren is hitting.
0: Yeah, well that's why you have a you know a loser like me that has the trailer downloaded and going frame by frame.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I thought, but I, I thought the Vanity Fair photos were absolutely gorgeous. And But I I think what people need to take with a pinch of cinnamon um, is that they're staged. They've never been scenes. They're not photos of scenes being filmed. They are very much posed photos. Like there's a famous one of Captain Basma on Takudana. She was never on Takudana in the actual film. There was, I guess, one during The Phantom Menace came out where Obi-Wan and Darth Maul were fighting in Tatooine. That never happened. So I look at these and I definitely take it just just kind of as face value. I do not sit there and think, oh, this means this, and oh, this means that, and things like that, but um, yeah. I don't know, I j- I'm just very happy the Knights of Ren. I wish that, <sighs> that poster didn't leak a while back and showing it kind of thing, but um, have you heard of the art of is it kinsuki? yeah i
2: was i was looking at that and i was i want to say that it's a it's not not a fighting style but it's it's from a from a specific master like
0: oh sorry what it what it, it what it is is it's a type of japanese art where they take pottery that has been broken oh, and they put yes. gold in the
2: center of it yeah yes yes now what I Yes. Know, yeah and it's supposed to what is it they, there's a there's a whole tradition around kensu i, I know what you're talking about now i thought you, yes. i thought you were talking about a uh, something that was like specifically in the Star Wars universe.
0: Oh, like, no, like I'm sorry. No, that's but my no, bad, no. <laughs> no,
2: no Kens- Kensuki yeah yeah, it's a, a like a plate or a pot or um, something that is like a ceramic base that breaks, and then you go and you use gold filling to, to put it all back mm-hmm. together. And supposedly it's supposed to... Uh, first of all, it's supposed to raise the value of the item, mm. but also it's supposed to, like, uh, it's supposed to like symbolize whatever is, no matter how broken something is, it can always be put back together.
0: Yes and i that's why I think it's quite interesting, the style choice for Kylo Ren's helmet is very much, some people are saying kind of very much reminiscent if, of that style and things. What I also think is interesting, all the publicity, the teaser and the photos, you don't see him wearing it. Right. So I don't know if that means anything, but I don't know. I just, because I know, obviously, you live in Japan, and things, you all you, you bring such a wonderful kind of Japanese lore to kind of Star Wars. I wondered, you know, if you had picked that up, or if you, what did your take on that and things well, were, but I...
2: If we're talking about Kintsuki specifically, and it's related to Kylo Ren, then mm. that could be something where something that is broken can be fixed.
0: Yes. I don't know, I, I think it's It's quite an interesting, and I, I like that if it, that's truly the, a thing. Like, this whole sequel trilogy is based in definitely yin and yang, and, I mean, they really, I feel, more than even the original trilogy or this, the prequel trilogy, diving into Japanese lore. I mean, you obviously know that better than me, because you live it. <laughs> right. You are in the country. But I just, from the choices, like, we kind of discussed... Uh, in the before, like, you know, the way kind of Rey basically poses or no, I guess we didn't talk about it on the podcast but, like, the way she even braces to run away from that TIE fighter was very much, I know this is Chinese but it just reminded me of that crouching tiger hidden dragon or you know, that kind of bracing and then running that whole samurai ninja I, I, yeah, I'm not describing it very
2: well, <laughs> but oh, uh, I know what you're talking about
0: yeah so that that was so i just think it's very interesting kind of the direction they're going but um no what i wanted to also ask you because i don't understand why this is such a big thing and you had kind of mentioned this the, the matt smith thing mm-hmm. like i can't I, I don't understand why people are going on and on and on about oh matt smith he's in it why are they lying blah blah, blah. who cares like i don't make and you had said you kind of wanted to talk about it and mention it like i, I don't I guess, like, there was one, there's one channel I used to follow that after a while, unfortunately, their videos started to get a bit clickbaity, and was like, oh, Disney's hiding something, and I'm just like, they're not, oh, God, you know what I mean? And I just, yeah. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, my, my thing is, is that, like, people are saying Matt Smith is in it, but it's a really secretive role, and it's like, well, he's just going to show up as the doctor. <laughs> 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 he's going to show up in the TARDIS of the middle of a, what is it, that what is it like a star destroyer or, or a um, and then he's gonna open the door walk out everyone's gonna turn and look at him and he's like oh well <laughs> wrong place <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> walk back in the TARDIS and then all of a sudden it disappears <laughs> and like, that'll be Matt Smith's role in Star Wars <laughs> uh, I, I,
0: I guess I just I don't understand like why they're being so secretive about him if this let's, let's play devil's advocate okay if he's truly in this why why him that they're kind of doing the whole oh tell them you're not in it they like took his name off some website the man even star wars or whatever like I, I but they didn't dominic monahan is apparently in it as well but i i just i don't understand what does it gain unless he's playing like a young palpatine and like a flashback or something. Well it could, that
2: I I could see. The the only thing I can think of that could possibly it could possibly be why his name was put on it and then taken off is during editing. If yeah. there was something that, that it was like a, a simple flashback with like let's just say palpatine. And it was supposed to show, like, a younger Palpatine. And Matt Smith was playing that younger Palpatine. And then all of a sudden, during the editing process, it's like, well, this is going to be way too long. We need to cut something. Well, cut this out. And then then his part is cut out of the film, and therefore he's not mentioned in the film as being yeah, no, in the film.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that is something that did come to mind. I just, I, sometimes I just get a bit frustrated about this... Uh, oh, there's some conspiracy. Or th- it's like, no, guys. Like, I-, I will say, I think now, because people are used to Marvel, where Marvel laid out the phase one, phase two, phase three, four. There was no guessing. I, I mean, there was always... I mean, every fandom has speculations. But this is just like... Star Wars, because no one steps forward and goes, Okay, guys this is what you're getting, where you are left to this kind of stuff, which is another topic we'll jump onto in a second. But, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, yep, you know, we're getting a Kenobi series, but no one's confirmed it. Oh, yep, you know, you know, Matt Smith is in it. Oh, no, he's not in it. It's just like a lot of people, like some other outlets, just really take it as, yep, this is what's happening. I'm like, how, like... How can you be so certain? I guess for me, I will, I will never do that because I don't want to be that person that does that. And then I just look like an idiot and kind of go, oh, yeah, no, it wasn't that.
1: But because
0: <laughs> like one of the things was I watched a video, which again, this made my my ears perk up as we you and I had discussed in the previous podcast was it has come to light that uh the woman who's been writing like the Avatar sequels and some other films she's written that I'm sorry has escaped my notes here um is writing a script of Kotor. And yeah. I mean like the game, like the game you and I love. Now some some people have said, oh that means we're getting a third series, a third trilogy and I'm like, well no, they just said Benny Elf and Weiss, the guy from Game of Thrones, are the next set of films and which oh my god 2022 2024 and 2026. that is one i can't believe i mean you know we've known each other for a very long time i can't believe we're starting to get in these dates like i, I feel like i'm in like blade runner or something with these dates yeah but we now know that the Benny Weiss are the next set of films or at least the next one so 2022 now i obviously know things from a post-production side of the film industry not the development and production side before it gets to filming but why would you write a script i mean unless it's just in the development phase because that's a big difference but why would you write a script if it's not going to be a film made for another six seven eight years so, for me, I'm thinking, well, I think it's going to be and Weiss is doing The Knights of the Old Republic. We already thought it was an Old Republic film, but now it's going to be The Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, does that make sense to
2: you? Yeah, it does. I mean, the, the sheer fandom around KOTOR is, is absolutely massive. And honestly, it was one of the few games that launched Bioware. Yes, like that like BioWare became like 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 a household name for video games after the first KOTOR. Yes. So, I mean I wouldn't be surprised that they're trying to do their homework. The other thing is is that I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to throw it all into one single movie.
0: Oh see, I disagree.
2: No, I, great, I, I, I
0: graciously but, disagree, but, but yes. <laughs> but, but,
2: but but here's the thing. I can see them doing a trilogy with it, but I I fear that they'd throw it all into one movie.
0: Um, I, I can see your fear and I could I could definitely see that concern. My feeling is because Rogue One did great. Solo not so much, even though it is kinda of getting a bit of an upswing again um people liked the characters and things like i would love to see more of kira and all the underbelly of things but that didn't do so well so i really think they are going to shy away from these single shot movies yeah like they're so for me if you asked me this between rogue one and solo i totally would agree with you But I think they're very gun shy now, which that's fine. I think every every studio, production company, whatever, needs to sometimes reevaluate and adjust and things like that. But I I I don't. If they are doing it, I don't think they'll do it as a single. However, we will have to see.
1: Uh, I really.
2: (laughs) Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, that's all I was gonna say. I yeah, we'll have to see if they. uh, We will know by 2022.
2: This would be another one of those things that I really wish that this, instead of um, a, a cinematic production, that this was actually an episodic production in the sense that they had made it for television instead of yeah of uh, film. Because yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff to cover in Knights of the Old Republic, a lot of twists and turns and a lot of different places that they have to go to to tell the full story. <laughs> And well, yes,
0: and and this was my question. Both of us being massive fans of the game, and we've played it a couple times and things, two questions. So the first one, do you think they will do an adaptation of that story, or do you think, nah, they're just going to be in that universe? That's the first question.
2: Yeah. It, it's one of those things, like, I... It, the, the problem is, is that the story rights and everything are all owned by BioWare. So, mm. or well, I should say it's owned by EA. And I know that Disney and EA work together on video mm. games, but it's one of those things where Disney is going to be like, hey, EA, can I, can I get your script for KOTOR? <laughs>
0: but here's the thing. Do you think that, though, because it was also developed by LucasArts, which is part of LucasFilm? Yeah. That is a very actually. You do bring up a very good point because that it, that it, is a very good point. Who it de- owns
1: yeah.
2: the
0: story of the characters? That's actually a very good point that I don't know if anyone's really thinking about.
2: Right. So I mean, it's it it it, it all depends on who who hired the writer.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, I I actually don't think I would mind if they took the actual story points from the game. And fleshed it out into a trilogy because I mean, think about it. Oh my God, you know, we, you go to Tatooine, you go to Dantooine, you go to like M- Moraband, which or a which is now Moraband in canon. So the Sith planet. Yeah. Uh, there were so you go to it. I mean, so there and there's a lot in there and building that relationship between Bastila. I can't believe there are people who say Bastila. Come on, Cartho Nasty says Bastila in the damn game, but. Um, but it's like I don't know, I I, I even even the twist. I, 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 I guess for me, it's like people knew Harry Potter and they yeah, they did a bit adjusting from the book to the screen, but the the backbone was there. Yeah. And I think I I don't think I would mind seeing a film or a series of films with those stories because I still feel you we, we you and I would see something new that we're like, oh, okay. What do you think? Would you still, like, if it kept kind of the story beats from the game, but just kind of tweaked it a bit, or would you want them to go take it in a completely different direction?
2: Well, I, I could see how they could take it in a completely different direction, but the, the thing is is that anybody going into that movie is going to be expecting the story from the game. Mm. So, the it... It'd be it'd be one of those things like if they called it the Old Republic instead of Knights of the Old Republic, correct. If they, if they said that we're going to do a movie called Star Wars: The Old Republic, then people would could be like, yeah, they can go on a different uh, a uh, a different arc. But once you put the Knights of the Old Republic in front of it, people are like, oh, it's KOTOR, correct. And then if you and go into is... the and if you go into the film and you be like, this is not KOTOR,
0: yeah and this is a you bring up a very good point because that's why when they said i mean people have been speculating for almost a year now that and i feel it makes sense that Benny Weiss coming off of game of thrones let's take away the controversy i mean they still were, they build a massive world you know bringing a you know a book series to life visually you know it kind of made sense of course they're going to do the old republic and that's what people were saying for ages even insider people, it's the Old Republic. But now you are absolutely right by saying Knights of the Old Republic. That is a completely different context. I still think it could happen. And I actually, I would prefer that. You know, yeah, but yeah, because I think Revan and Bastila and I love the droid. Because I mean, K2SO HK4/7. was a, Yeah, K2SO was sassy, but not like him. yeah I was, about, I
2: was about to say it seems like you you have droids that steal the show like every mm. few years so you have what is it it's sko right
0: okay two so yes K-2 for Rogue
2: S-O. one yeah. and then you have it it l1 or l
0: it was l3, l-3.
2: yeah l3 okay so so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. butcher these k2so
0: yes Steal. We'll just say Rogue K-
2: one L three yep. steals uh, solo solo, and then now you're going to have HK47, which is just going to blow all of them out of the water.
0: Pretty much, yeah. And wouldn't it be cool if they got the same original voice to do
2: it? Oh, that would be absolutely fantastic. I just can't wear, wait to hear him just constantly use the term meat sacks. Oh, I know <laughs> exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. So I um, and I I don't think they would bring in. Essent parts of the second game, unless the because I think in the second game you go to Mandalore. Correct me if
2: I'm wrong. Ah, uh, that sounds vaguely familiar. I haven't played yeah. it in years.
0: Oh, I I didn't even get to finish it because my copy was like corrupted or something. But I got it on the uh, May the Fourth be with you Steam sale. So it's yep. it's on the it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I yeah I, I don't think. They'll pull any characters or anything. I mean, mind you, there was one uh, character that was with you that she was like this blind former Jedi master, but she actually was a bit more Sith. She was like not she was like Dooku. She was evil but not Sith quite per se.
2: Right. She was she was in that gray area between the light and the dark.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but a little bit more towards the dark than the light. But Yeah. yeah. Um so maybe kind of work her in there. But to be fair, um, I'm just going to say for people who haven't played the game, I am going to do a massive spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it, I would suggest kind of skipping forward for about the next five minutes. This has been your warning. (laughs) I think with the reveal of Revan is now this kind of like brainwashed I don't, I don't know if they make him a smuggler, pilot, or whatever, because obviously you get to usually choose your class. With yeah. that, I feel you, you have to deal with that enough and build that up enough. You don't need another character, because you also have to have Malik in there. So I don't think sh- they would bring her in, now that I'm thinking about it, because it's just too much. Yep. Like, stick with Malik and Revan and things like that. So what would be your casting choices for, like, Cast- Bastila... Yeah, Bastila, Karth, Revan. Who would you pick?
2: Uh, for Karth, I, I would. I would say like Robert Downey would be a good Karth.
0: Yeah, maybe.
2: I, I think he could encapsulate that very well. Revan. Revan can be played by anybody. Yeah. So like you could you could like, we we don't necessarily have to go with like like. He doesn't necessarily have to be white. He can be black. He can be Asian. He can what, be.
0: What about Kit Harrington? Kit Harrington Because he has that look of. I'm, I'm giving. I'm hoping he has a bit more acting range, but he has that look of he's the good guy, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh shit! You see my thing. The-
2: my the person that I would really like to see. Play uh, Reven, and this is just just my the, the thing that I just really like to see would be Idris Elba. Elba.
0: Mm. Do you think he's too old, though?
2: No, of course not. Because you're
0: because like you are right. Like, El- he really does bring something, or he could be Malik too you know
2: yeah he could he could be Malik, but I I would like to actually see him as Revan because Revan 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 is technically ageless true so we don't have to worry about him being like he doesn't have to be like 21 looking like he's 21 and if he looked like he was 50 that would still be okay
0: yeah yep that would be cool oh I, I would love for them to keep kind of the flashbacks you know how, like, throughout the game, you were kind of getting, like, pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. and things. And then when you had that big reveal, like, oh, I, oh, can you imagine if they kept it to where, like, you take that the mask off and, just like they did in the game, and takes the mask off and you see him under that mask. That would oh, be, yeah. that, yeah, the fans of the game would be like, oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll never forget that the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh shit, that's insane!" Like, yeah, that was. I think I think you and I were like freaking out. We were just yeah, like, You've "No, got, got to be kidding me!" <laughs>
2: yeah, no. That, I mean, that that I mean, it was it was one of those things. Like, I don't want to say it hadn't been done in video games, but it was one of those things that you spent all of your time. Especially, like, for someone like me, I didn't go dark side in the game right away. No,
0: me neither. No. So,
2: like, you're going full light, and then you realize, like, you're, you're like, maxing out that meter to full lightness, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I guess I was dark side.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like,
2: oh,
0: oops, my bad.
2: And I honestly <laughs> think that was what they were they were going for. Yeah. Like, like Absolutely. entirely in the game was to, was to make you think, like, you're this good... Kind, like, endearing person, and then yeah. to find out at the very end that you're actually kind of an asshole.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And you have to could either convince Bastila to come back to the light, or you go both to the dark together. Yeah. Which is funny. I almost actually kind of wanted Kylo Ren and Ray to do that in the sequel trilogy, where he, because, you know, again, they set them up. And The Force Awakens, when she's fighting, she always has more of a dark side fighting style, where he's always calm and collected when he fights. It's just when he's not fighting, he's up in the air and she's the opposite. So I almost, I would have loved it to where they kind of do this crossing in the middle where he's going more towards the light and then she's slowly going towards the dark. And I really thought they were going there when Luke Skywalker was like, you went straight for the dark kind of thing. But I don't think they're doing that anymore. But anyway, that was, I think, very much a cool kind of co-tour thing was you could do that, where it's like, you, you know, you have this dark character actually go, but this isn't you. Right. You're you're not this kind of thing. But it'll be interesting because, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the, the whole choose your quest kind of aspect or... Choose like choose your adventure aspect of it was, I I have a feeling that they're going to do light side if they do do it. I don't had I have a feeling that they're not going to do dark side.
0: No, well also because like after the game, I mean there is a kind of legends story of what happened to Bastila and Revan. Like he goes in and out of dark and light to serve a purpose. Like there are times, I think later they they obviously get together. And then they have a daughter and then something comes up to where he's like, sorry, honey, I got to go back to the dark to sort some shit out kind of thing. So that is the thing. There is kind of this storyline post game in Legends and things, but um, I don't remember what the daughter is called, but I would actually like it if Bastila was played. Um, Did you ever see Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. You know the sister whose like husband was cheating oh, and yeah, yeah. She, I think she would be a great Bastila because in some of the art Bastila actually looks Asian. Mm-hmm. She has a British she has a British accent, but some of the art she looks Asian and I think that would be really cool. Like I would like to have an Asian lead character. You know, I think it's I think it's time kind of thing. So... I don't know. I think that would be quite cool. I, I forget her name. It's something Chan. I think. God, that sounds awful. <laughs> but, um... Mm. Uh, but no, she was great. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she might be too soft to be Bastila, because obviously Bastila needs to be a badass Jedi. But...
2: I'm trying to figure out... Oh yeah, that's her name. Is it Michelle Yao?
0: That might... No! That's the chick... Um from crouching tiger hidden dragon she played the
2: uh mother yeah no she'd also be another good bastula i think at least
0: mm, yeah i mean oh my god she's in that new star trek yep series yep. and that that woman i think is like 50 something 60 something god yep. she looks good like definitely yeah
2: <laughs> no i mean she would she i honestly think she'd be she'd be good for the role of bastula as well
0: mm, yeah yeah, definitely For going kind of like in this ageless thing. Um, who would I see for Karth? See, it's interesting you say Robert Downey Jr., but I guess maybe it's unfortunately I think too much of his Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes character. Like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. plays things with kind of this quip. Karth didn't have that quip. He was like this wounded soldier.
2: Yeah, you know. but I mean the other thing is, is that every now and then he gets uh, a little bit of kind of a, a one-liner that's kind of dagger-esque. Mm, off. No, that's true. And I'm and I'm wondering like if you if we're trying to find somebody that in passive conversation can throw daggers. <laughs>
0: yeah, who would who would you want being the bounty hunter or not the bounty hunter the the Mandalorian the former Mandalorian? Kandros. Yes.
2: Um. Th- this this is gonna sound really cheesy, really horrible, but I want Dolph Lundgren to do it. Who's that? Uh, so, did you ever see the movie The Expendables? No. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, Rocky Four.
0: Oh, are you think the guy, the Russian dude? Yes. Oh, how funny! You know, I actually just saw Rocky Four, and I was just like. This whole movie is a montage. There's like maybe three scenes where they actually talk. The rest right. is a montage. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh,
2: but no, yeah. uh, the the guy who plays the Russian in that, I think it's Drago. You, Drago is his really, name? I yes, think, it is I Drago. He would, be, he would be the perfect Candorous because of his sheer size, his body size, and just the the way that he presents himself and how he, he would... Um, would uh, I don't know just just the way just the way his his voice how deep it is and whatnot it it sounds very Mandalorian. like
0: Yeah, Do you know it's funny while I was thinking I was thinking of some of the scenes in the beginning of the game and I was thinking of the arena scene. I almost think Revan needs to be played by someone that has more of a quip because like I could see the scene where Karth is like man we need to sort some stuff out and you've got Revan. Or whatever his code name would be. They're like, Oh yeah, I got this. I got you need almost him to be that cocky sure what because Karth is always kinda of the voice of reason, kinda of like, Egh. Whereas so maybe even that could be a Robert Downey Jr. right there to be
1: right.
0: you know, kind of like, Man, I got this But I I don't know, I just I really would need I would need someone who could turn that on a dime and go, Oh crap, you're
2: yeah. the other thing is is like um uh for Karth, Tom Hiddleston could do it. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure actually. He could, yeah, he could do Karth very well.
0: Yeah, because I I, I I envision how he played the guy in Kongskull Island. Mm-hmm. Not not how he plays Loki, but yes, how he played in Kongskull Island. That kind of confident. Yeah, no, that I could say that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Um. Oh, who's the other one who plays Spider-Man?
2: Oh, what's his name? That it escapes me. I know who you're talking about now. It's
0: it's a, it's another Tom, isn't it? Yeah. Because I was going to say, or is that that's not Tom Hiddleston, is it?
2: No, it's not. Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Tom okay. Holland, that's it.
0: That's it. I, I knew it was close. I was like, I don't. I wouldn't see Tom Holland as Revan because he's he's too scrawny, as bad as that sounds. Like, mm-hmm. mm, who would I want as Revan? Someone suggested Keanu Reeves.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, do, I do see Revan with dark hair.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: just trying to think of all the actors, I, and I don't think it needs to be people too a list. You get that's the thing. Like Star Wars hires people who are just up and coming. Yep. So I think it needs to kind of be not these triple star actors because then it's going to be like, oh, it's Robert Downey Jr. playing so-and-so. You don't believe they are this person. But, um... Yeah. I don't know. It'd be really cool. I wonder who would play the, the Twilight.
1: Yeah.
0: You know... <gasps> you know who could play the Twilight. Could be um, the the little one in Game of Thrones, uh, not Sophie Turner. Um, oh, she played Arya Stark. Yeah. Maze Mae C Williams.
2: Yeah, I think so. I
0: think but then so. she also she's also such a physical actress that she. But it would be so cool because think of like the prosthetic makeup and things. That would be pretty cool, but Lester, she is a bit of a petite thing, but no one says that... I forget what that character is, the Twilight character, but she has the Wookiee friend.
2: Yep. Oh, uh, Mission.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah. So it's being Mission, that would because I guess Mission is actually quite young in the game. So if we're, you yeah, know... Mission, Maisie... Mission is a teenager. Yeah, so Maisie actually I think would be quite good at that. It'd be so cool to like see her in the prosthetics. Like, mm-hmm. That would be quite cool because so, that's the thing like we know these creators kind of stay within the same pool of things because i mean look at jj abrams he again except for like the main cast he does still hire people he's worked with before you know carrie russell simon pegg dominic conahan i mean there's people that's like hey you're in my team come on down kind of thing so it wouldn't surprise me if this Benny and weiss you know, bring people on to um, you know from Game of Thrones to be in Kotor, but you have to be careful because again, you don't want people to see those Game of Thrones characters in Kotor. Right. Kind of right. I don't. Know, it would just. I. I would think it, it'd be cool to see something of legends turned to canon and adapted for the screen. But i do get what you're saying as well though kind of wanting those episodes to be episodic right. that's why i i do hope because i know one thing. you know i was going on earlier about things people speculating and not confirming things and all of that i do know it has been confirmed there is a third untitled disney plus star wars tv show
1: mm-hmm. a
0: lot of people a lot of people are saying it's kenobi Actually, I would be very happy with that because I feel that, that would be very cool. So, I mean, I do think they have a lot going on with this Disney Plus. Yep. So, but I think KOTOR, with the costumes and the locations and things, I feel it does need a feature film, a series of feature film treatments.
2: Yeah. See, my thing is, is that what I would what, what I would personally hope for is that if they mm. took forty-five minute episodes for a TV series mm. and basically they went from planet to planet in those forty-five this like you know how you have to travel to a certain planet yeah. to travel to a certain location or do something or whatnot? I Back I would work. Hope, I would hope that they did it like and even if they named it like, you know, the first planet, Taurus.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, Taurus. Second
2: planet. <laughs> like like and then they just keep going in order. So you know where the story is based on which planet you're on.
0: No, that's true. That could work. So, that could definitely work.
2: And I think you, you could tell what's going on in Taurus in 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, I know that's true. And I mean, could, oh, how, how cool would it be if, if, if it starts off just like the game starts off, where you wake up and you have that guy come in going, hey, we got to get out of here. And like... I, I would Open your say
2: inventory I w- and click. Oh, <laughs> so oh God! click on.
0: <laughs> it was funny. I fi- I finally got it to work for my Starro Star Wars retro game night, and I forgot about because obviously I'm a console streamer, yep. trying to do it on a laptop. Where I'm like, oh God, there's the keyboard sh- strokes where it's W and A S and X, and I'm like, or no, A and D or something like that. I was like, oh my God, it's been ages since I've played a game on like a computer where you have to use the keyboard to move things <laughs> around and the camera it was hilarious but um yeah <laughs> I was like ooh but um no so yeah I just wanted to get your thoughts on that cause no I can think KOTOR definitely makes my ears perk up and I always am very keen to be like hey I'm very excited I mean I'm pretty sure you are about the Knights of Ren being in this new film would
2: mm-hmm. you agree? Oh, I, I am, I am, I am excited to see what they're going to do with it. Mm. So, like, if thing things play out the way that you are hopeful for with uh, <laughs> with Ren and Kylo in essence working together or both going to the light side, that means that Kylo has to kill all of the Knights of Ren.
0: Mm, not necessarily. No, I'm almost thinking as, as like a necessary evil. Like, their numbers are depleted. And so it's like we kind of need... It's kind of like needing bounty hunters. You don't really want to associate with them, but you kind of don't have a choice. That's how I viewed it. Uh, uh,
2: I see, but... But here's, here's the thing, like, with, um, with the Knights of Ren, so... Uh, the Knights of Ren were first... Well, the Knights of Ren's weren't first introduced, but what they're based off of was introduced back in the, uh, the book called uh, Life Debt. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the next book, The Empire's End, where they mm-hmm. talk about the Acolytes of the Beyond. So with the mm-hmm. Acolytes of the Beyond, uh, what is it that, in essence, turn into the Knights of Ren? They start basically having a cult following for Darth Vader. I mean, there's mm-hmm. even one point at one of the planets that they literally gra- draw graffiti on sides of walls saying Vader lives and whatnot after destroying something or, or like killing a bunch of people. So, yeah. And their whole, I want to say their whole religious order or their cult is based around Darth Vader.
1: hmm
2: so, like, the uh, whole concept of them wearing masks, they wear masks because masks... Uh, what is it? They want to associate their masks with that of Darth Vader. And yeah. there's, like, um, there's this whole thing about... What was the name of the, the Sith Lord? That, that basically he slew someone with a mask. Or no, it was somebody that, was, that had received a mask. Of somebody that was killed that wore that mask, and they said they could feel the darkness inside the mask as they wore it, and made them, it, it made them feel as if they turned more to the dark side
1: mm.
2: from that mask, and that was the reason why the the Knights of Ren, or shall I say, the Order of the Knights of Ren, yeah, uh, all wear masks, wear black, is they're basically trying to embody the spirit of uh, Darth Vader. I say. So the, the thing is is that they're not force users or they're, they're not portrayed as force users. And mm-hmm. because they have this cult following to Darth Vader, when Kylo Ren, in essence, joins them and becomes their leader, it's not, it would not be strange for a Sith. To be the leader of the Knights of Ren. But not only that is that Kylo Ren has a direct bloodline to Vader himself. Mm. So my thing which is, is maybe
0: why he Mitch is maybe why he ascended to being the leader. It's like, well right. if they're this massive cult of Vader, for lack of a better term, uh, oh god, here is the actual blood living grandson. Ta da like Right. that makes
2: sense so but here's the thing if he were to turn to quote-unquote the light side they would see that as a betrayal of Vader and if he mm. betrays Vader then he has to kill them mm. or no,
1: they're,
2: that's they're, a th- or they're going to try and kill him and he has to either kill them or if and th- here's a, here's another possible speculation with your uh, your side of hope for Kylo <laughs> and, um, They will try to kill Ray to bring him back.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, they see her as the threat. She's right. the one that, like, keeps distracting him, for lack of a better term. And right. she, I will she, say... She's
2: the one that made him become an apostate.
0: Yeah. yeah. I will say there is one that um, very prominent knight of ren that's shown which i would totally cosplay this it's a cool like best kind of thing um kind of like duster coat whatever he does have a lightsaber i'm wondering if it's a combination of both this is really now putting the tinfoil hats on so
2: (laughs) super tinfoil
0: pretty much pointed tinfoil hats yeah very much so (laughs) you know Luke Skywalker, you know, he's saying about when Ben left the temple burning. He said he left with a handful of his students. So I'm wondering this. What if the Knights of Ren are a combination of both? You have some of them are the former students, so you have some who are force users. Mm -hmm. And then some are from this cult of Mm Vader. And you put them together, you get the Knights of Ren, but then you also get two degrees of you have... People who are loyal to the Church of Vader, yeah. and people who who are loyal to Kylo Ren, and yep. maybe that where it might be, they Kylo Ren does fight some of his knights, but some of the other knights take his side.
2: Yeah, it could. There could be internal conflict, but supposedly the whole thing of the Knights of Ren is that it's not like this massive order of like 30 to 50 people oh
0: no what you see is that's them like that's it it's like
2: like 7 people
0: yeah I think it's like 6 or 7 something like that maybe 8 in total if you're including him I'm curious do you think they all have a name that ends in Ren so you know there's Kylo Ren which people don't realize Kylo is a combination of Skywalker and Solo by the way yeah um I wonder do you think the other ones are something Ren something Ren or that, that, just that would be
2: that would be that would be actually really interesting to see because that would uh, that that would kind of solidify this whole Knights of Ren. But yeah. my, my thing is is that like I, I want to know where they get the Ren from for yeah. that because like if they're a cult to uh, Anakin Skywalker or not Anakin Skywalker but Darth Vader. Like, Vader itself and, like, Anakin Skywalker don't have anything, like, anything with Ren in their name. Mm
1: -mm.
2: Like, anything to base that up. I just, like, like to know where the Ren comes from.
0: Well, I have to double check, because I think people were saying this, and I don't know. I think some translations were getting lost. Rey, R-E-Y, obviously in Spanish, is actually king. Yeah. In Spanish. I think someone was also saying Ren, apparently, is king in a language as well, but I'm not quite sure about that. I don't know if they're thinking Rey and thinking and thinking it mean Ren means king as well. I don't know. Like right. I'm Ren. Yeah, I'm not sure what it means.
1: Yeah.
2: But. So that's that. That's the thing. I mean, I under I understand the whole the Knights of 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 Ren like the. Who they are, what they do, and whatnot. I'm just like trying to figure out what like the origin of the name is.
0: Mm. I mean, I just looked it up. Ren is, there is a virtue, it's a Confucian virtue, denoting the good feeling of virtuous human experiences while being altruistic. A L T R U S.
2: Altruistic?
0: Yes. What's altruistic mean?
2: Uh, that is like the inclination to do good.
0: Oh, okay. Whew. That's the opposite of the Knights of Ren. <laughs> yep.
2: Yep. It's, it's one of the things, like, altruism, like, if you see somebody drowning in a, a, what is it, like a pool, or you see somebody drowning in a river, you immediately throw off your clothes and jump in to save them. That'd be an I altruistic see. act. An gotcha. altruistic well, yeah. act.
0: Can you imagine that they called themselves the Knights of Ren just to be ironic?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that would be. No,
0: no, I know. (laughs) But um, I I can't
2: think of I can't think of anything in Japanese culture where Ren would apply. No, (laughs) I don't know. Not Japanese.
0: No, did you notice that one of them has like an arm gun? Yes. I thought that was quite cool.
2: Great. Wonder if he's Mandalorian.
0: Maybe <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, a lot of people have kind of been tweeting that the axe, that the one that has his back towards the camera is holding, is very similar to the one that's in Dryden Voss's um, kind of yacht in Solo by the Mandalorian mm-hmm. armor. And yeah. some people were like, "Oh, this is a prop used in Solo that's now in." episode 9 but actually someone really well spotter or whatever not me this time <laughs> said well actually this axe was in the flashback where you see all the knights of friends so that axe is actually was in episode 7 before it was in solo and now 9 so I'm wondering if it, it could be f- that knight could be Mandalorian
2: yeah well I'm just looking at the mask itself I mean it looks like the the mask guy. Uh, one of the uh, like a Mandal- from a Mandalorian like uh, helmet.
0: Yeah, so. the, um, the like the Crusade, not the like not the Death Watch ones, but like the like the Mandalorians we saw in Kotor. Yeah. The um, oh god, it's gonna bug me now. I should know this, trying to be a prospective member of the Mando Mercs, but uh, yeah, don't hate me, guys. Uh, hang on. Oh, what is it? It's like... Oh, here we go. Come on, baby. Come on, internet. Yeah, it's like... It looks very much like the Neo-Crusader. Yep. So, I mean, actually, it really looks like the Neo-Crusader.
2: Right. I mean, uh, that was the first thing. When I saw the guy with the gun arm, I'm like... Probably a Mandalorian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm very excited, and I... I wonder what they're, how they're gonna, what direction they're gonna go with it, but...
2: Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's the idea where he basically sends them out as a death squad that is supposedly... Uh, it depends on, on how he feels about Ren. If he is mm-hmm. basically angered that she didn't join the dark side with him, and he sends them out to kill her?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Or if uh, he tries to join her, and then they feel betrayed, feel that he betrayed Vader, and then they have to kill him.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it's also interesting looking at this photo right now of the uh, the one with the gun arm or whatever, the texture is mm-hmm. very similar to what Kylo's outfit is made out of. Right. And then the one, and the one actually behind JJ, you want to talk about very much looking samurai. Like it has, like, it almost looks like that mouthpiece that samurais have that like show the teeth or like, oh, uh, yeah. I, sorry, and like even yeah, that one's very much. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Like, yeah, I if when I see them on screen, I'm gonna be like, ah!
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is, is that the blade that he's carrying there, uh, that mm-hmm. also looks like a, a type of Japanese axe almost.
0: Do you know what made me just think of? I know this is probably a very bad thing to think of, but it made me think of. uh, Did you ever see Sucker Punch? Yeah. That scene where she's fighting the three kind of samurai titans. Yep. One of them has something actually, I think, very similar to that. I know there's one with a longer blade, but yeah, I want to say. Yeah. Oh god, I have to
2: look. Yeah, that looks like that looks like a Japanese axe. It's called an ono. But the thing oh, is, is the, okay. blade, the blade is a little bit elongated. It's longer than it should be. The handle the is about the right length, though.
0: Yeah. Well, I gotta adjust it a little bit. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Oh, I can't tell, but yeah. That's, that's Yeah, that's quite cool as well. So I'm, I'm just I really am just getting excited and things, but uh, what else did you find in your research of the Knights of Ren or is that it?
2: Uh, that was mostly it. Uh, mm. my, my main thing is like their origin story is just super interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Bas- basically, they, from from what I from what I read, they all do the bidding of Kylo Ren. Yeah. So when he says go, they all jump, and they they basically do what he tells them to.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering because I know some people are like, well, where were they when Episode Eight? I'm wondering if it's kind of like what you just said, like, and kind of in my own head canon, that they're kind of like on the outposts of different planets, kind of being his eyes. And now that he's supreme leader, yeah. they're really gonna be his eyes and ears in the well, outlaying planets.
2: Well, the funny thing was in, in eight, and this was, uh, this was something that was on the, on the table for doing, is instead of having the red guard, uh, mm-hmm. Guarding, guarding Snoke, they were going to have the Knights of Ren guarding him, but yeah. they said, but they said that because uh, Kylo and Rey have to kill basically the the Red Guard and whatnot, that they would be or the kill the people in the room with Snoke, then that would uh, totally, uh, yeah, totally go again. Like it would make a severe plot hole.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, and even Ryan Johnson said was like that would also be such a waste.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. I uh, so I am glad they didn't. I mean the, I agree at first I was like, Oh that would have been cool for them to be the Knights of Run, but then that'd been like, oh, and they're dead. Yeah. And I, I, I think I would have had serious problems with that.
2: There's only one thing so. is like one of them, their helmet, it looks like a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. That's that's the only th- that's the only like thing that I have. You have one that looks like <laughs> Doctor Doom and another one that looks like a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica.
1: Let's and then we have a, oh, and then we yeah. have an, And
2: then we have another one that looks like another Cylon from the newer Battlestar Galactica.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, we have Mandalorian. we have, yeah. <laughs> we have Doctor. Doom, old yeah. Cylon and new Cylon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I can't wait.
2: Yeah. is that is that guy decked out in thermal detonators?
0: Which one? The one on the left with the the, one that's got the giant
2: the one that's got the giant stick, basically. I'm looking at a different a different picture. So yeah. So you see the guy with the staff? He's holding the staff up? Look at his belt there. Are those thermal detonators? Is he he on his bandolier there?
0: Yeah, I would say oh yeah, so you're the one where he's like his left hand kinda has like a blade turned down and he has like a like a almost like a mace looking yeah. weapon.
2: I think so. I think you are correct, my friend. Yeah, because the other one that the, the gun armed guy is carrying there, those don't look like thermal detonators. Those either look like flash grenades or regular grenades, but like, Yeah. Or what It could be ion grenades. Concussion grenades. I was gonna say
0: I was gonna say if i if they're looking kinda like the battlefront ones, the ones that are longer and silver. Those are the. Um, oh God, I forgot what they're called. Now forget this part. But yeah,
2: <laughs> like, yeah. But the the round ones on that guy's bandolier there—they look like thermal detonators.
0: They do. They do. I so, I would concur.
2: So and like, if you look at the uh, the Knights of Ren, the the page that you from that StarWarsNews. Com. Yeah. with the knights of Ren there he's got like a whole bunch of them like he's like his character is specifically decked out in them so i'm wondering oh, if, yeah. if he if he is just a, a grenade lobber
0: <laughs> maybe well like i i don't know where i saw it um were they also it's like one is oh yeah maybe it's this one like one's like the bishop one's like they like they all have kind of a purpose
2: Right, they, they, They're they basically their roles inside the Order.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, going back to that, that article you sent me, yeah, if you look at the far right-hand one mm-hmm. that I was talking about that has, like, the duster-looking... You can, If you look at his belt, he's got a lightsaber on his belt.
2: He's got what on his belt?
0: He's got a lightsaber on his belt. And the concept art, not the actual picture, because I think he's behind... JJ like you barely see him but right He's he's got a lightsaber on his hilt but I um, was gonna bug me because yeah I thought it was quite cool that like one was like the mystic one was the wizard one was like yeah they definitely had different roles within the order
1: so right that would be quite
2: well cool. we know who the sniper is and we know who the uh, we know who, who who the tank is basically <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> pretty much well that is our show Uh, thank you Brian once again for being my lovely co-pilot tell everybody where they can find you
2: Uh, you can find me at my uh, twitch channel at desperado421 and uh, that's uh, and you can catch me on discord or twitter
0: nice what's your twitter same
2: it's desperado and then it's desperad and then zero Mm. (laughs) 421
0: okay that'll work Cool. And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at From Galaxy's Edge. And everything else on Instagram, Facebook, and things is Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. And you can find this podcast on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course the YouTube video version of this podcast. So thank you much for listening. And we will speak to you guys next time.